0: The so Harvest Festival, a time of celebration, a time of thanksgiving. And the Jewish people knew about thanksgiving. They knew how to celebrate and had many festivals and still continue to do so. Festivals of stopping and giving thanks. And it seems so easy, so straightforward to say that as Christians, we should have this attitude of thankfulness. But it's so easy to go through a day not noticing what we have to give thanks for. So there's something about instilling that discipline that it was so strong in the Jewish tradition, that continues to be strong in the Jewish tradition of thankfulness. Of recognizing all that God has given us and saying thank you. I want to share with you something that Bishop Paul Bayes wrote He was asked to, in a book talking about harvest, he was asked to write about his understanding of thankfulness, and he wrote this story. As a young Christian, I was looking for followers of Jesus who might be my role models, and I came across the Swedish diplomat Dag Hammerskjöld. He lived his life to the full as a politician and peacemaker, eventually becoming the Secretary General of the United Nations in the 50s and early 60s. Alongside that, he followed Jesus faithfully, writing down his spiritual journey in a book called Markings that was published after he died. His book is full of striking thoughts and phrases, but the one that has always stuck with me is very simple. For all that has been, thanks. For all that will be, yes. Hammerskjöld had a full, active, complicated life, and he needed courage and strength. In the end, he was killed in Africa while on a peacekeeping mission. He received the Nobel Peace Prize after his death. It was a life full of achievement and struggle. But what kept him going, patiently working and praying for peace, was his sense of thanksgiving. He saw the world and all the beauty of it as a gift from God. But he also saw the difficulties and challenges of his work as a gift. And he was grateful for the chance to make a difference. In the light of his thanksgiving, he could say yes to whatever God brought him for the future. And he then goes on to talk about what an influence that has been on him and how he has tried to develop in his own life that sense of recognising what we have to give thanks for. So today is a really good day a really good day to recognize what God has given us and to say thank you. But the reading we've just heard is challenging in the light of that. I can read it and know that I can go to endless supermarkets, buy whatever type of tomato ketchup I like, there's a whole aisle full of it, I can go to Guildford High Street and there's no end of choice of clothes to buy because I'm in that fortunate position of being able to know that I know where my next meal is coming from and I know that I've got shoes to wear. But not everybody can say that. And one of the challenges of reading scripture is what lens are we using to read it. When I read that passage, Do Not Worry, I see Jesus saying to me, For heaven's sake, what have you got to worry about? You've got everything you need. Why are you worrying about all the rest? And that's good for me to read it in that way. But if I was reading this passage in a church in Indonesia today, struggling with the impact of the tsunami, having lost members of my family, having lost my home and all my possessions, how would I read that passage today? Do not worry. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. That's not realistic in their situation. And yet, it's still Jesus speaking into a situation. What if I was to read that and I live in Guildford, not that far away. But I've lost my job. I've defaulted on my mortgage payments. I've become homeless. I had a successful life, but suddenly it's all gone. Or I'm struggling to find work. And actually, I've got a family to feed and the benefits that I get paid run out on Tuesday and I don't get paid again till Friday. How do I read that passage? Do not worry. God provides you with food. The reality of how we read that passage will depend on our situation. And yet we know that there is truth in what Jesus is saying. So how can I make sense of that today? How can I make sense of Jesus saying we have a God who gives abundantly? Because ultimately that's what that passage is about. It's about a picture of God who has given us everything we need. And if we think about it at that top level world perspective, in our world we have everything that everybody needs. It's just sitting in the wrong places. And if we see it that way, then I read into it I have a responsibility because nobody should worry. Nobody in our world should be worrying about where their food is coming and what they will wear because there is enough for all. And so I read that as saying today I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to help those who do not currently have need and then maybe one day when I'm in need someone else will help me. That's not why I do it, but I could easily have been born in Indonesia, and my story today would be very, very different. God is a God of generous abundance. That is who he is. That is what the Psalms talk about. That is who we praise and stop and give thanks to. But the world we live in is a broken world. And so Harvest not only is that time for thanksgiving and gratitude, but also a time for response which is why we've brought food for the food bank. And the food banks, there are now three in Guildford, and this is in Leafy Surrey. There is the need for three food banks in Guildford. And it's wonderful that the Trussell Trust, which has organised all these food banks around the country, has been set up on Christian principles and working with local churches. This is the church taking seriously the gospel message. But we need to recognise the need. So thank you for what you have brought because I know that will be greatly of benefit to people. The other lovely thing about food banks is that it's done with grace and love. Because to turn up and say, I'm in need is a difficult thing to do. And they offer love and grace. A cup of coffee, a piece of cake, someone to talk to. And then, by the way, here is your food. To give dignity to people. And that is what we do in response to what God has given us. And we also want to have today a retiring offering. And I realise that I've had a bad morning; I've forgotten everything. I've forgotten to put out on the porch. We've got some gift aid forms, and we'll put a basket out as there. But by the time you go to the porch, it will be there, because we would like to give a financial offering as well through the emergency committee. But we will use our own um, mission partner tier fund. Tier fund is part of the DEC which is the umbrella organisation for need at times of emergency. We work with Tear Fund in a variety of ways, and how good it is at Harvest to see a a different way in which Tear Fund works. It just so happens that this has come up at the same time as Harvest, and we felt that actually that's a really good way of supporting Tear Fund in an emergency situation rather than through their ongoing work, because they work in so many different ways. So thank you for bringing food. And if you feel that you would also like to give towards the the appeal following the tsunami in Indonesia, there'll be a basket and gift aid forms if you do that um, in the porch as our response to all that God has given us. This is a prayer attributed to St. Teresa of Avila. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Yours are the only hands with which he can do his work. Yours are the only feet with which he can go about the world. Yours are the only eyes through which his compassion can shine forth upon a troubled world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours and mine. Today, as we give thanks, let us be Christ in our broken world and be his hands, his feet, his eyes his heart, and let his love flow through us to those in need today. Amen.